cousins, and I am so elated to finally be able to say welcome back to another episode of I Just Be Talking. So if this is your first time tuning in, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you're notified every time I drop an episode like this one, because I know some of you are out there, they got that notification, and y'all were like, what? Where have you been, internet cousin? <laughs> and I'm here to say... I've been right here, child. So today I definitely got a lot to say because life hits you cussing fast. So let's talk. I want to talk about one of the most common symptoms of life hitting you fast because this personally just happened to me. I'm going to be talking about how you can get so caught up in alleviating the symptoms of pain that you create a band-aid when you really wanted a bruise. And then I'm going to talk to you about a surefire solution to seeing success in the race that you're running towards your own goals. And you know what? I love this. You know, first episode back out the gate and I'm having an opportunity to really be transparent. This was a big part, a huge part, actually, in my decision making to go ahead and start this podcast was that I wanted a space where I could be like, super authentic to who I was and transparent and talk about some of the things that I really enjoy and I think are helpful to talk about, but kind of gets lost in translation when creating content for YouTube. So if you are unfamiliar um, with my brand, so to speak, or the content that I create, I am primarily a visual content creator, right? The hair, the makeup, the entire production of it all, honey. <laughs> when it comes to YouTube, I found myself very inspired but exhausted with it all. And so initially, I got my start blogging, so no camera time needed. And having to jump into that YouTube world and everything that has been going on with the world in the last two years led to one of the longest true hiatuses, which now I am choosing to call it a sabbatical that I've taken on my content since probably black in 2015 or 2016. Um, so I started this podcast to be transparent, fun, relevant, and boom, life hits you so motherfucking fast that your head spins. Okay. I initially had planned on beginning this episode, you know, back jumping back into uploading episodes regularly in an entirely different direction. I wanted to talk about the art of the pivot because that what was what was going on in my life at the time, which I do still think is relevant here. Um, but I'm saving that for another conversation because what I'm finding out is the problem is if we are being transparent, is that I have to address the real cause of the pivot first because I'm what I'm finding out some uh, 90, uh, 120 or so days later is that the pivot is just a symptom or a coping mechanism, if you will, of the cause. It can be good if the symptom isn't an unhealthy one is what I'm trying to say. But I think a lot of us, and really I'm just going to speak for myself here today and just say that you agree with me. <laughs> I think that a lot of us have life hit us fast, be it an addition to the family, a new baby, a new job, the loss of a job, unexpected accidents, or even death. It hits us, and we like to say, without warning, which I'm going to digress right here and say... That as I'm learning to navigate all these without warning things that have happened in my life recently, I am learning that there truly really is no such thing as without warning, okay? <laughs> life is a series of 
unwarned events, almost like a Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events, <laughs> if you've ever read that book series. And sometimes some real ass shit is going to happen to you and it's going to be painful no matter what. And it's going to be hard no matter what, whether you see it coming or not. Like the seeing it coming part is not going to make it any less hard. And that is what I'm learning. But like I said, I digress. Because of the things that happened that we like to tell ourselves without warning, because of those things, we are putting ourselves in our own bondage. And this is how we fall into depression. Now, I am no stranger to mental health, but I am not a professional either, okay? I am aware that there are certain triggers for me that are more pronounced. For example, we are right around that spooky season time. Happy spooky season. <laughs> but seasonal depression is also around this time. And seasonal depression is actually something that I really have to stay on top of. Um, but I'm also aware that are, there are probably some other things that are a bit more hidden. So while I was aware that the time changes and things like that do affect my mood and my mental health, and I have found ways, you know, to start working around and coping with that, I thought as soon as it started, you know, getting daylight earlier and longer, that just about everything else will fall into place. You know, that was the part where I tell you I'm not a professional when it comes to mental health. And I was aware that I was still grieving, not only the loss of my aunt, who was a mother figure for me, but also acceptance of whatever the relationship with my actual mother was going to look like as a grown woman in my 30s now. Like when you lose someone who was like a mother figure to you and you still have your biological living parents, whether or not those relationships need work or not, it causes you to assess those situations. And I didn't really want to admit it to myself, but I was depressed. And I talked to you guys about this, right? It was one of the last episodes I recorded before I just up and <laughs> disappeared. Now, I spent too much time denying that I was actually really sad for a number of reasons. And I want to talk to you about the fact that just because you're denying it doesn't mean that it isn't still squirming around in there, especially if you do what I did and what a lot of people do, which is find a distraction. If you do not deal with the real issue, all you're ever doing for the rest of your life is distracting yourself from it. Creating a Band-Aid and sticking it on top. I'll say that again. If you don't deal with what the real issue is, all you're ever doing for the rest of your entire life is distracting yourself from it. We are so afraid of appearing to be bruised or broken that we don't even realize that the wounds that we're trying to hide are signs that healing has taken place. So no matter what it is, no matter what it is, from the simplest bad habit or the most toxic trait or trauma that you are carrying with you, if you do not deal with the direct issue, not the symptoms, not things that happened after that, if you do not get to the root of it, all you're doing is distracting yourself. The thing about the human mind, and I came to this analogy and it's, uh, it tickles me, but the thing about the human mind and what is causing a lot of dis-ease, like disease, dis-ease, I know you've heard that, uh, that before, in our minds and bodies, is that it's not like credit, okay? 
it's not like skin. It doesn't just regenerate itself, okay? Or whatever it is that you're ignoring. It's not like your credit after seven years, it's just gonna start over, fall off, or your skin gonna regenerate. Your mind and the things that you are not dealing with mentally, unfortunately, don't work like that. Sure, you can compartmentalize and push it down until it feels like, yeah, that isn't really affecting me anymore. But honestly, that's only what you tell yourself because it has begun to form a small fragment of your personality. We have all spoken to people or been those type of people who say, because this happened to me in 2015 or this happened to me in 1999 honey or this happened to me last month I don't trust people or I deal with people this way because I learned my lesson from this situation and all you are saying is you are continuing to carry that situation with you and yes there is nothing wrong with learning from things but if it has completely changed the way that you deal with every single person moving forward whether or not that person has given you evidence that it is the same situation in the past that is proven that you have not moved on and that you are still carrying some dis-ease in your body. So what are you distracting yourself with? Seriously, I'm going to help walk you through an exercise to find out for yourself what it truly is. This is what helped me and what it is that is unresolved that you're not dealing with in your life. If you're listening to this at your desk, at work, or on the couch, right now I want you to write down the most important goal that you have for yourself. Or or better yet, write down the goal that you have for yourself that you've had the longest. So there might be a goal that you think is, you know, important, but there's a goal also that you may in your mind have said it's not quite important, but you've had it longer. Write down that goal. That's the goal that I want. What is the goal that seems like you keep having to set and reset for yourself? Okay, now that you've written down that goal and have that goal in your head, I want you to go back and write down the actual goal that you thought in your head and then you talked yourself out of and wrote something else. Go back to that goal and write it down. (laughs) I got you, didn't I? Okay, because if you didn't have to change it, you're good. And this exercise will still work for you. But I'm actually willing to bet that over 70% of people and probably a lot more had to go back and write down the true goal because they talked themselves out of the first one. And that's actually the first step in recognizing your hindrance is recognizing that you do it to yourself based on something that you've learned to tell yourself a long time ago. You mentally block or deny yourself out of things in mere seconds before you've even given yourself the possibility to formulate, you know what, I can make that happen. It may take a few sacrifices on my part, but it's not any more impossible for me than it is for anyone else. We know, and if you say that you don't, deep down, you really do. We know that we have been given the most ultimate gift in being able to literally create our own reality, like literally, simply based on our minds. We can create whatever reality we choose to be in simply by telling our minds to make it so. Like, I know I'm not the only person to be like, that person is living in their own little world, baby. It must be nice. But I mean, it's funny at the time because we all know the type of person that make you say that, but Everybody is like that. Everybody lives in their own world. It's just whether or not you have let the world at large, society's definition of what your world can look like and what you can build for yourself, 
that is whether or not we feel like we differentiate from people. The people who that's why we're so enamored with like people who do great things, right? Celebrities and artists and philanthropists and all these people who do these great things that seems so different from the others because something the reality that they've created in their own mind is different from the norm. They told themselves that they could go above and beyond. And so that's what you have to start doing for yourself if you want to be one of those same people. And it goes even further to say, you know, to drive this point home a little bit more, if you are a believer, that we know that part of that comes from our father's wishes to give us all good things you know if you are a believer and you know of God our father like you know your father wants to give you good things the things that we ask him for and even the things that we believe that we deserve but even better even the things that we truly don't think that we deserve but he wants to give it to us anyway the things that we know we don't deserve better yet and he wants to give it to us anyway that's just God that's who God is and whether it's God source the universe however you want to look at things God wants to give you the things that you want like he he don't have no reason to keep it for himself okay it all belongs to him so he wants to share those things with you but we honestly mentally talk ourselves out of so much before we can even ask and before the full belief that we can have those things can even come into fruition but back to the exercise now that you have your goal now I want you to list three reasons just three that you feel like you haven't accomplished it yet and be brutally honest so for example if I had a goal of making five thousand dollars per month in expendable income And I've had this goal for a long time and I just cannot seem to accomplish it. I mean, I've come close a few times, but I can never quite hit the mark. If I were going to be human and honest with myself and I wanted to do this exercise and break down the top three reasons, it would probably sound something like this. I have this goal of $5,000 per month in expendable income, and I know in the deepest part of my heart that it is possible. Like, it's it's not a miracle-type situation for a person. Like, it's not a miracle-type of situation for a person to have $5,000 in expendable income per month. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it. That's number one. You have to tell yourself that. My mind would have given me a different number if deep down I believed it was impossible for me. So now that we have nixed out the fact that it isn't a miracle situation, what else could be the culprit for why it isn't happening for me? So again, if I'm doing this exercise and I'm doing this as as an example, I may go into victim or the self-martyring way by saying, well... I could have $5,000 in expendable income if I didn't have so many bills. And some of them ain't even my bills. Like I'm helping this person and that person. And it seems like every time I get some extra money, something comes up like clockwork. it's, It's not my fault. And while this is a very human and possible reality, you very well could be someone who has a lot of responsibilities. You could be the primary financial source for something out of your control because things do come up. Accidents and tragedies, unfortunately, do happen. But simply knowing that to be a fact is not going to help you reach your goal, okay? Like, you, you know it happens, but how much closer are you to your goal? You have to accept that this is an inevitable part of life and plan for it. 
You said the goal was expendable income. So stop giving yourself excuses. That means in your brain, you should automatically be excluding this for the money from your bills anyway. See, you so focused on the account that ain't got the money. You need to be focusing on a different account that got the money because you paying your bills out of that account. That's not your expendable income. So the way that I would refocus that distraction is to get to the deeper issue and the fact that right now, for whatever reason, your income is not matching the things that you want to do in life. Be it your work ethic, the amount of work hours you put in, your focus should be on that. Are you shopping too much? Your focus should be on that. Instead of focusing on all these things and all these excuses of why you haven't met your goal, focus on manifesting more money into the main bank account, okay? So that the play bank account grows as a byproduct. So how do you do that? Address what's keeping you from making the money that you want to make. Is it laziness? Do you honestly deep down know that you could be putting in more work? Could you be getting up earlier? Could you be working two more hours a day? Could you be getting more rest because that's causing you to not be as creative as you want to be? Could you be investing more so that it holds you accountable? There are so many things that if you are honest with yourself, you have to address before you can truly meet the goal that you have. And only then will you get the real key to unlocking the success that you want. Just knowing that it's a problem isn't enough. I mean, it's just it's never been. But for some reason, we think that once we acknowledge the problem, you know, everything changes and it's just not how it works. I've had a number of distractions during my period of depression. Distractions can be anywhere and anything. The key is being able to ask yourself, is this distraction helping me or is it unhealthy? Because again, distractions aren't inherently a bad thing. What is distracting you from making the real sacrifices that need to be made in order to accomplish your goals? So then the third and the last step in making sure that you stay on track when life hits you fast is being clear on your destination. (laughs) Now, right here, this feels like a good old Southern Baptist sermon, child. I want to talk to you about the depression, the distraction, and the destination. When you know where you're going and you're clear on that, all the things between the starting line and the finish line are just traffic. Tedious, but temporary and necessary to get you where you got to go and who you want to be. Now, I was listening to the Mindset Mentor one day and on what I didn't know would actually be my last day of work. And he was talking about those times and how the brain goes into autopilot. Sometimes we're going somewhere that we've been before that we visit often and we get in the car and all of a sudden we're there. Like we don't know how we did it, but our mind and our body got us there. And it just blows your mind for a minute. It's like, dang, my mind and my body really took me there without me even really thinking about it. But also I got here safely. Thank God for that. Like side note, thank God for that. The reason that your mind and body were able to do this is kind of like muscle memory. Simply speaking, we are what we repeatedly do and we trust what we've done often. You just have to be super conscious that you don't fall into muscle memory, distracting yourself with something that isn't doing anything to get you where you got to go. And that means your morning habits, the things you eat, your work ethic, your attitude, your relationships, and even your job could be hindering you from reaching your destination. It could be so toxic that it's literally holding you back 
but it could also be much more insidious. It could be perfectly fine, not really hurting you, but keeping you distracted just enough to keep you coasting along and complacent, staying the exact same way you've always been. And honestly, that's just as dangerous, if not more. So if you're in the midst of life hitting you fast right now, first of all, I'm sending you love because I am in the midst of it as well. I want you to check in with yourself first and really give yourself time to process. Like life hits you fast, but it doesn't mean you have the luxury of always processing or dealing fast. And that's another thing that we should talk about more. Life hits you fast, but we don't process fast. Give your mental and your physical time. Try not to make decisions from purely emotional or purely mental standpoints. Take what you need and go. (laughs) Get your gas station snacks and go, honey. (laughs) Like imagine if you were on a road trip, for real. Imagine if you were on a road trip and you stopped for snacks and you were like, you know what? This drive is too tedious. It is taking too long and, you know, I'm over it. I'm just going to stay here at this gas station for the rest of my life because this is easy. (laughs) Like, no, no matter what, no matter how tired you are, no matter how irritated you are, you know you have to go to get where you're going. You cannot stay in that gas station forever. You have to stay focused on the destination. And so I'm working on that just as I'm working on these episodes. So pray for me and I am definitely praying for you. For today, though, I am all talked out, y'all. I talked enough. So download and save me to your favorite device. And I'll most definitely have undoubtedly much more to say in the next one.